I'm a pat so because I I am Irish. I checked. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. No, um, yeah, I've got the surname and everything. <laughs> no, where's your passport? We've had this conversation. No, don't you bring that up. I'll cry. Um, uh, but apparently, uh, I am from Protestant stock in Belfast. Oh. Uh, if you go pa- um, uh, back long enough. And how, how long ago was long enough? Uh, we're not really sure. We don't have any family history past my great granddad, who was a postie in Edinburgh. A postie? A postman. Sorry. Oh. Oh. He, he delivered um, post with the that. Royal Mail. That's not that much of a leap. It isn't really, is it? I don't know what I was thinking. Mm. It's like, is that some sort of delicious pastry? Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, he was a pastry. <laughs> <laughs> That's the logical leap that you just made. Well done, Richie. Very Explains good. why you're so delicious. I uh, am buttery and flaky. Uh, for, for the more e- eagle, I was going to say eagle-eared listeners. Eagles aren't known for their <laughs> Eagle-eared. You know what apparently do have really good li- listening that I found out? Today, who hedgehogs? Hedgehogs, amazing, amazing listening skills. Also, sometimes they eat snakes. What? Yeah, badasses. Snakes, how, like small snakes, I assume, not like gigantic. No, like venomous. Because hedgehogs are kind of like spiky guinea pigs. Yeah, and so live in deserts and stuff like that. And they will straight up just walk up to a viper and be like, go on, try and bite me, mate. I'm prickly. And then they eat them. I'm having you. Yeah, I'm having you. So I think of the hedgehogs back on my parents' garden in Ireland and they're just like these soft, adorable little mm-hmm. fluffy things. But no, our, our, our ones um, have guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Irish Sea stopped them all from getting over, you see. The fact that they have so, to deal with the snakes on yeah. Britain means so, that they Patrick, were a bit... after running the snakes out of Ireland, also ran out all of the gun-carrying hedgehogs. Correct. That's, that's, the, that's one... the part of the legend they often leave yeah. off just because of character count. Yeah, yeah. St. Patrick Canon. 100% so, happened. That's, that's my St. Patrick slash fiction. Fan fiction, not slash fiction. Slash fiction is the sex one, right? I think... <laughs> Mate, I feel I don't know why I defer to you as if you're an expert on this. Although earlier today you did teach me something, the emoticon thing. Oh, equals three is a bullsack. Yeah, I thought equals three was a little man with a mustache. No, because it looks like his eyes, and the three looks like a little twiddly twiddly handlebar mustache. And did you said that, or did I say that? I can't remember what the context was. You were was. trying, so I did um, uh, less than three, as which a heart. is commonly yeah, got, um, uh, seen as a heart. Yeah. And then you were trying to make a penis because you're an eight-year-old boy. Right. And then I said, why not just use equals three? And you were like, oh, the man with the mustache. And I'm like, no, <laughs> testicles. <laughs> I spent 27 years thinking I was a cute little man yeah. with a mustache. No, sorry. No. Broken your innocence. All, all those times in those forums. And those... <laughs> <laughs> Ah, people that's would, why you've been blocked. That's why you're asking me, hey, you want to see this? And I go, oh, yeah, I'm out of mustache. <laughs> I also have a mustache. Want to see mine? And, and, I, and you're just sending like Freddie Mercury gifts. Oh, yeah, explains all those ball sacks. What was I mm. saying? Anyway, yes, the eagle eared listeners <laughs> or hedgehog eared listeners. Hedgehog eared listeners. Hedgehog eared yes. listeners might notice that Steve sounds a little different. Steve, why do you sound so different? Uh, because I'm not going to do an Irish accent. No, no, I'm not. No, I won't. Well, you were telling me to work on my Irish accent. Yeah, I was, but that was before I knew what I was working with. No, nothing. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I'm not Steve. You're not Steve. Okay. Supplies. (laughs) I was wondering, you're a lot taller than Steve. A lot less surly. Oh, yeah, no, correct. Mm -hmm. A lot lot less married as well. A lot... (laughs) Almost 100% Speaking of which, the last time, because we've done a podcast together before. We did, yeah. Uh, I was on yours, you were on mine. We haven't introduced me yet, by the way. I'll get to that. Okay, cool. It's called Mysterious Englishman. It's called Building Suspense. 
So I was on your podcast before, Jazza. <laughs> oh, that <laughs> there <me>. it is. <laughs> That's you. Uh, the right, this honourable. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the plug. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Subscribe. <laughs> And on that, well, I think, I don't know when I was on yours, or when we were on yours, or you, you were on ours. It was but a messy so, afternoon. Oh, it was a bit, yeah, kind of, yeah, we got drunk, and then it yeah. all kind of, I think our one was the more drunken one, because we went out for yes, a break, yeah. and, and went to the pub. <laughs> but in our episode, we made vague allusions toward us getting married so you could get an Irish passport. What do you mean? That we are engaged? No, we're not engaged. <laughs> vague allusions. No, so, but we're... Engaged? No, no. I get that. There's some. Yes, okay. You could say that, but we're not engaged. There's no formal proposals. But we did talk about the idea of because you desperately want an EU passport. I mean, I just I have one already. Thank you. It's just going to be taken away soon if people don't pull their pants up. Okay. Yes. Technically, your passport right now is technically EU. There's no technically. Okay. 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 For the moment, it is. Don't take away my citizenship before it's already. But anyway, what I'm saying is a silver lining because if this episode goes well, Mm. maybe we will get engaged. So there's I'm incentivizing you. This to be a good episode. To what? Be nice. That's not going to happen. Okay. Okay. Uh, Fine. If that's the kind of marriage this is going to be, then I want no part of it. Yeah. Full of banter. I do have in the show notes the first item, big banter. Oh, <laughs> I yes, didn't notice banter. we prepared show notes. Excellent. So I think I think we can check off banter. Okay, yeah, see, this is why I fucking make notes because I would have completely forgotten about this. Before we get into anything political, mm. uh, I have an announcement. We very rarely get to have announcements, and I'm going to oh, try to do my and best. And you have a very cool announcement. I have a very cool announcement. Uh. Uh, what Arm Politics with Steve, the original version, not this new, this, <laughs> not this new fun, funky 2.0. flavor we're trying out with Jazza <laughs> here, but original recipe What Arm Politics is going to be doing our first ever live show. Oh, to, oh yeah. sorry. Uh, <clears throat> Was that so much to ask? We're going to be doing. Our- you didn't make it clear that I had to react. <laughs> it's implied. It's implied. Uh, we're going to be doing our first ever live show as part of the Ah Here podcast stage at Electric Picnic, which um congratulations, thank like you. genuinely, all thank banter you. aside, <laughs> this is very cool. This is. I don't know. I don't think. I think it's an elaborate ruse, and we're going to get there, and they're going to go. Ah, you, you thought, you thought. <laughs> And then they go, no, you're silly. And um, I, I do know some of your plans, and some of your plans are very silly. Some of my plans, I'm working on some elaborate plans for the live show, and um, one of them hit a little snag today. Oh, <laughs> I'll no. talk about that, this with you after we, we record. Uh, one of them hit a little snag, so maybe, I don't know, we'll see. I'll keep, I'll keep you posted, and oh, if you want to see oh what my, my little plans are. Well, I mean, and- if you're not on Tender Hooks now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the dramatic climax will come. <laughs> Uh, oh god! I said climax and come in the same sentence. There. See, you are eight-year-old boy. I know, right? Eight-year-old boy. If you want to see how it actually plays out, you'll have to come to the show. Now, that being said, <laughs> tickets are sold out to Electric Picnic. Oh, so this is targeted purely at people who are listening who are already going to Electric Picnic. Swing by and say hi. You're just making the majority of your listeners feel bad. Now. I'm teasing. Yeah. I mean, if you had just not mentioned it, then I feel like it would have been better. I could have just tweeted it. Then you're not, yeah, you're not rubbing it in people's faces. Nah, I'm playing Electric Picnic. I want to rub this in everyone's <laughs> faces. <laughs> Starting with you. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm immensely jealous, but also very, very happy. Mm. 
I'm very bad at um, uh, being happy at my friend's successes. So oh, yeah. well done. Oh, like, thanks. fine. Well, <laughs> well, what I'm taking away from that is that we're friends. So win, oh! win. <laughs> and soon to be married? And soon, we'll see how this oh, episode sorry. goes. That's wholly up to you. Wholly <laughs> up to you. So now that all that dramatic announcement stuff's out of the way, we usually do news. That was the longest fucking intro. That's, that's, wait, hold on. Let me check the timer. I don't think... Ah, uh, yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> it's, up there, it's, up, it's up there. It's up there. It's up there. But the more I'm stalling, because the more I do this stuff, there's politics to talk about, oh, which is not my strong suit, no. despite having done a podcast for a year and a half. And I'm expected to be the expert this you're time. Expect, you're my, you're, it's fine. I'm down. You I'm down. are my... Uh, you're going to be my supplementary surrogate Steve. Supplementary? Oh, so supplementary, many. Supplementary. Such a summons. Surrogate Steve. Love it. Such sibilance. Stop. <laughs> Somebody's but, turned off the podcast because they didn't like that in their ears. So, right so buddy, you're implying one. <laughs> a few. <laughs> a huge drop off in every mm-hmm. episode. No, we're going to do news. Just because Steve's not here doesn't mean we can't talk mm-hmm. about the news. So I prepared a story. You prepared a story. I have. Is there a news jingle? Let's all go to get news. Let's all go to get news. Let's all go to get news. Take it away, Jazza. Oh God. <laughs> Lovely. How I mean you are such a such a musical nation. I, I should have As expected such by, a high quality. Did you, not, did you not just hear? No, yeah, no, that was uh fine. Um <laughs> so my piece of news, mm. um I was very close to changing it last minute and just talking about the video of Theresa May dancing in South Africa. I haven't seen this. Oh my god, it's Maybot malfunctioning again. Does she do the robot? No, well, it. no one's really sure. Okay, so <laughs> it's context, just, give me context. So she is um, going to Africa to talk about breaking down international barriers and um, creating a great free trading nation of Britain in in the continent of Africa. Right. Um, so leaving uh, one strong alliance and then trying to go back and uh, make some links with, you know, the colonies. <laughs> Good old Teresa. <laughs> well, we, we put in the legwork early. Now it's, time, yes. now it's time to cash in. <laughs> yes. But she is doing some stuff uh, like to promote a possible trade deal because mm-hmm. um, we really love hashtag trade, hashtag right. um, deals, hashtag uh, Brexit, all of that. Is fun this stuff. specifically South Africa or is this? So she's in South Africa, but she's doing like an African tour. Oh, great. Ooh, mm. Fun. Like a final fare- farewell tour. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. The t-shirts are terrible. Exactly. <laughs> I've got one already. Uh, and as part of this tour, she has hung out at a school where some music was played and some people were dancing. She's the only white person in the room mm-hmm. and appropriately represents our people <gasps> oh, by having no rhythm. Right. Um, and it's really beautiful because mm. she's... Um, very, very awkward, mm. but also clearly having the time of her life. Oh, what a um, wonderful uh, combination. Yeah, it's a wonderful combination. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the fact that John McCain has died. Um, oh, yeah, crap, yeah. So <laughs> that's my actual topic. 180, go yeah, on. No, so sucks. John McCain died. So John McCain, uh, if you guys don't know, is the senator from Arizona. He um, uh, ran for president twice, Mm -hmm. um, was beat in 2000 to being the Republican nominee by George W. Bush, um, uh, and then ran against 
Obama in 2008 and created Sarah Palin. Uh, he's very famous for being kind of like a, a Viet- Vietnam War veteran. Yes. Uh, he was shot down in the war, was a prisoner of war and then tortured for five years, yeah. um, which left him with long-standing health problems. He can't lift his arms above, above like a certain... like about uh, 30 degrees. Yeah. Um, uh, but he most recently has uh, clashed with Donald Trump an awful lot. Donald Trump uh, has been very disrespectful of a man who is pretty much adored mostly bipartisanly across like the American spectrum. If you don't agree with his politics, he's respected an awful lot because he's a POW, because he's seen as a straight daughter, because he has a history mm. of that working video came bipartisanly. Out of, of him correcting someone who was calling Obama. In 2008. Yeah. yeah. So that was kind of like that scene as a um, uh, kind of like a, a, a pivotal moment of 2008 compared to like the 2016 race right. where McCain was a lady said that Obama was a Muslim spoiler mm. he's not mm-hmm. um, and he, uh, he then took the mic from her as she was he was doing like this round table discussion mm-hmm. with a load of people um, and said well no he's he's actually a really decent man and we just disagree on politics he's not like an evil person uh, so imagine the world we may have ended up with if McCain had won maybe he should have won in 2008 who knows you think you think that nah. I mean, so this is kind of like the thing. He is very representative of a Republican Party that has is kind of a bit of a wet fart at the moment mm. and doesn't really know what to do about a president like Trump. Mm. Uh, and he has been clashing with Trump big time from the uh, campaigning where Trump was like, oh, he's not a war hero. I prefer, I prefer people who um, who win wars and don't get captured. Yeah. <laughs> like, not verbatim, but close <laughs> enough close to what enough, he it said. It might as well have been. May as well. I mean, we know t- Trump's tone. We know right, that he's exactly, into that yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, McCain has kind of um, been quite antagonistic, even though he has tended to vote with Trump a lot of the time. He's voted with the Trump administration 83% of the time. The mm-hmm. big one was there was a very big dramatic voting down of the repeal of Obamacare. Right. Uh, I believe it was last year mm-hmm. when John McCain was already diagnosed with this terminal cancer that eventually took his life. Mm-hmm. Um, he dramatically comes into the Senate really late at night, is the deciding vote and puts his thumb down and votes down the whole bill right. and is uh, like incredibly dramatic, really great piece of like political theatre. I can already hear the music. Um, uh, but he has one last uh, kind of like kick as he like departs this world mm-hmm. um, off this uh, Donald Trump. So um, uh, what's his name? George W. Bush and Obama, the two people who ended up beating him, but ultimately ended up apparently being um, good friends right. uh, with John McCain. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are going to be speaking at his funeral, wow. whereas the current president is not. Right. Um, uh, oh, I wonder why. Also, Trump apparently wasn't, um, didn't do the best obituary on, on Twitter. What but you know, it? what were you expecting? He's I wasn't a, expecting anything good or he, eloquent. He, or... He's nothing if not consistent. Absolutely. And to go on to uh, a much more uplifting story. Oh my God, love it. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the Pope paid a visit to Ireland last weekend. Yeah, how was that? Uh, first of all, he, he inconvenienced me somewhat because I was back in Ireland over oh. the weekend as well. Ah, it wasn't so bad. Everyone thought it was going to be much worse than it was. Everyone thought because uh, so. So the last time he visited was last time nineteen seventy nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, John and then the a load of children. There was like a boom in babies being born nine months afterwards, right? Because everybody had sex in a field. Every, there was a big story. Right? There, there was John Paul II presents uh, sex fest JP in seventy nine. Yeah, uh, at which JP point too. yes. <laughs> 
yeah, so you are like bastardized. No, you're fine. You're fine. It's 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 the story is deserving of it. Um, but yeah, back in 1979, John Paul II came to Ireland. Uh, it was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. I only I feel like people have only just kind of slowed down on talking about that one <laughs> recently, and that's because we've booked another headline act mm-hmm. in the form of mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. current pope, uh, Pope Francis, who came to Ireland for the part of the World Meeting of Families, which is like a Catholic, Roman Catholic religious event that's held every three years. What's it in Ireland? about? Uh, it's pretty much in the name, just about families and families in general and keeping Great. them together and under the umbrella and of Catholicism. And not into the gays? Uh, we'll get to that later, but oh, no. no. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. You don't have any stake in that, do you? <laughs> no, no, oh, no, none at all. Straight as <laughs> a die. Yeah, famously, no. Famously, <laughs> not famously, you're straight as a die. But famously, no, not partially. Uh, not too into the, the gays. Yeah, not yeah, too into yeah, the gays at all. Uh, it was a pretty contentious visit, mostly because of the church's involvement in mm-hmm. a lot of sexual scandals that kind of came to light over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm their ineffectiveness at dealing with it in any sort of meaningful way. Mm-hmm. And also, which was kind of the feather in the cap to all this, was how much it was going to cost the state. So there's a bunch of different numbers flying around, but th- 32 million is like the consistent one. Mm. Uh, some of that is supplemented by the Catholic Church doing their own fundraising and, you know, throwing a hat around Mass on a Sunday and gathering all that together. I thought that was for f- fixing the church roof and nothing more. <laughs> It's God's roof. Okay. Oh yeah, no, sh- short fair. Uh, so th- there was some money collected from there, but still, thirty-two million is a huge amount. Five million of that was just to, for the for the Garda, the, our police force. Oh, to, like, are they the funny the Swiss guard who wear the funny outfits? What? They're the they have like um really like navy uniforms and no the Swiss guard like have to be Swiss. So this is definitely um derailing your story. Absolutely, um, but, but they have they have to be Swiss and they're trained in like the Swiss military. And they have you these. You keep pointing to your waist. Why are you well, because they have these billowy trousers right. that are yellow, red, and blue and are fabulous. And they wear little berets and stockings and oh, they're gorgeous. And I've seen um, definite pornographic interpretations of their outfits. Wow. I'm not the most attentive individual, but I think our Gardashi Akana don't dress like oh, that. Oh, so it wasn't, pretty it sure wasn't it's a conservative the, navy kind of Oh, uniform. it wasn't the Pope's own. No, no, no. He didn't no, bring sorry. his own. No. He wasn't like Beyonce uh, on tour. No, he didn't bring right, okay. I'm sure he brought his own his own entourage. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. You know, like his backup dancers yeah, and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they they went to Coppers that night. Mm. Um that's a local reference. That, thanks. You won't get it. You won't get it. I'm not gonna explain it now. I can pretend to though. <laughs> you totally can. You do well in Coppers. You do well in Coppers. I've been to Panty Bar. Panty Bar's great. Yeah. You do great in Paddy Bar. I did yeah. fine. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it cost a huge amount of money. People were up in arms about this because the country is rife with problems. Like there's lots of homelessness. There's 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 issues across the board in terms of education and welfare and a lot of things that uh, 32 million could have been better spent Is austerity spent on. still a thing as uh, well post-crash? No, I don't know. Well, well, we're good uh, for you. <laughs> um, so people weren't too, too happy about that at all and there were protests. So it's a really weird juxtaposition between the last time the Pope visited over the course of his three-day run last time was like 2.7 million people mm-hmm. over the course of all the places he went to. This time they struggled to get about 130,000 to his main oh, wow. thing at the Phoenix Park. They're expecting about 500,000 and they had allotted for that. There was even temporary morgues set up because... They were expecting people to get there and be overly excited and, and die. die. Yeah, like you, on a cruise. Like on a cruise, like exactly. That was the, the uh, comparison someone else made. <laughs> that, you know, people are coming out of hospices for this one last hurrah to try and get as close as they can. Oh, to, imagine your one last hurrah being seeing the Pope. In, on a rainy day. No offence to any religious people. <laughs> I think there's other things you could do. Um, so I don't know whether there's... Th- is it like, if, you get, if you're about to die and you get to the Pope, does he give you like a fast pass? 
like a Disney style fast pass to heaven that you give to that you give to Saint I don't know Saint Peter I'm, or Saint Michael. I'm, I'm painfully agnostic, right, so okay. I have no clue. So you don't know about the heaven fast pass system? <laughs> no, I haven't. Gaming. I haven't been taught that. That wasn't part of um, uh, Church of England Sunday School really? when I was there. Yeah, oh, was unfortunately. Like, Although it might be a Catholic thing. Who knows? Oh, absolutely, it is. It's mm-hmm. you learn after transubstantiation that there's the heaven fast pass thing. If you can touch the Pope right before you die, right? Yeah, straight up there. Skip all the cues. <laughs> Just tell him Francis sent you and he'll let uh-huh. you in. Yeah, so 130,000 have expected a half a million in Phoenix Park. Huge, huge dip. A lot of people were across town protesting. I remember when I was there like a month or so ago, there were some talks on uh, on Irish talk radio, mm. um, which was lovely, great insight into the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of, they were having a discussion about the morality of buying up tickets without the intent of going. So that happened. Yeah. That happened en masse. Uh-huh. Um, quite a few Ooh, people. en masse. Oh, oh, so clever. <laughs> so clever. Uh, yeah, that happened. That was, that was one of the main mm-hmm. protest tactics that people took. Um, and it seemed pretty effective. There's lots of aerial shots of a, of a quite a sparsely populated Phoenix mm-hmm. Park. Lot kind of, of like Trump's inauguration. It's very similar to that. Okay. It kind of harkened back to that quite a bit. The Pope did openly acknowledge the some of the shortcomings um, of the Roman Catholic Church in the wake of a lot of these sexual scandals. He said, uh, we ask for forgiveness for the abuses in Ireland, abuses of power and conscience, sexual abuses on the part of qualified members of the church. We ask forgiveness for some members of the hierarchy who did not take care of these painful situations and kept silent. Mm. So it, they received cheers well, no, from the it's, people it's, who it's were all there. It's fixed now. It's, it's well, that's it. The yeah. words have power and now like, yeah. a, like a magic spell, all is yeah. fixed. All fine. Um, did you hear what he said on the flight home though? Yes. Some, there was press before he took off and there's something about how, like, how would you recommend parents deal with children? Having a who, gay kid. Yeah, and he, he was said, like, well, if you catch it early enough, send them a psychologist. They might, yeah, they like might make... Psychiatric care can... Yeah. The Vatican has He basically since, was like, conversion therapy. Yeah. In, um, And we're not that into that anymore. No, not really. Like 2018. No, no nope. praying to gay away. For... Um, uh, Leo Varadkar also did a, I think he did the T-shirt. He did mm-hmm. a pretty good speech, mm-hmm. I think. Like in, uh, like at Dublin Castle, I believe, yes, yes. where he was like, he basically called out the Pope on its shit. Yeah. And I was like, yes, Leo. Yeah, he got, he got some sick. points for that. From, yeah, yeah, from, yeah. Well from that for sure. Yeah, it, 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 was, it, was a, it was a good move on his part. But yeah, that's that. Like, it just kind of adds further weight to the argument that Catholic authority is in decline in Ireland. This mm-hmm. is like a pretty fant- like fantastical representation of that over the course of a, a weekend. You get to see it in person that kind of lines up with our census figures and lines up with other So statistics. forgive my ignorance, yeah. but do you guys have a state religion in the same way that we do? No, it wouldn't be our state religion, but like our our numbers are about, like in 2011, the census said we were 84.2% Roman Catholic. Oh now we are 783 In the early 90s, that would have been, you know, mm-hmm. north than 90%. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just Roman Catholic. There would be another like... What do you, you think know, the Christian. end goal is with this decline of Catholicism then? The end goal? I don't know if there's a goal. Not necessarily the goal, it's just but what, what's religious, the end state? It's just religious entropy, really. I think it'll come to a point where, like, so the average age for a priest in Ireland right now in service is about 70. It's oh, quite old. Or somewhere slightly. around that number. So that, like, that itself, that's the most, like, you cannot have or mm. sustained organised religion without people to It's kind of like the Conservative Party in the UK. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they they would need an influx in in young blood, or you know, they're going to hey, disappear. I know and you guys relevant. are keen on the communion, but for goodness sake, why has it got to be blood? Religious joke. It's about the best religious joke we're going to get. <laughs> Thanks, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know wh- what the ultimate trajectory for it is. It seems to be going down. It's weird to see the country because it had such. It was so 
within the the hold of the Catholic Church mm. for so long in terms of like my education and I believe Steve's education as well. We're both from Catholic schools. You pointed at me and said Steve's education because I am. I you're, am my surrogate, Steve. you're my surrogate so supplement Steve. Steve. <laughs> I don't know where it's going to go, but I guess we'll see together. Oh, watch this space. <laughs> Pope watch every week. <laughs> We're going to keep you up to date with all the, the hot Pope trends. That Why don't you do that? That's Pope an amazing, watch. that's an amazing. So there's that needs a, its own theme tune. This should be you, cut It's out. your turn to do a theme tune. Pope watch. No, 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 Pope watch. Speaking of religious intolerance. <laughs> oh, segue. <laughs> what a smooth segue into our main topic. Mm, yeah. So it's almost like you do this professionally. Uh, professionally, no. <laughs> I mean, you're live now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. We're making, we're making steps. Right. We're losing money in a whole new format. Yeah. <laughs> we're losing even more, more money. money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Jazza, you, I have here. One of my talking points is Jazz's credentials. And then I added in, there's lots. There's lots. But I put it that, give, okay, we're going to talk about LGBT pol- political issues. Yeah, I mean, you've read, LGBT the, the, you've read you the know, title. Like, you know, there's no point in, in right, yeah. But I, I now question why I put down credentials as if it's like you're going to produce a literal <laughs> card that you carry as a gay man. But well, I do have my, uh, the gay card. Like a, a card carrying gay man. You just produce it like an actual certificate no, do you or something. Know, were you not asked like, um, uh, oh, Richie, uh, you dropped your gay card. And then no. you meant to go, oh no, that was a big thing at school. Really? Yeah, 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 you dropped a gay card. And if you reacted in any way that you may have dropped something, then oh, it's that like, oh, you're, oh, oh, but that meant you're gay then. Yes, yeah. What an what elegant system. <laughs> and is this how you found out? No, this was a form of bullying. You... Oh, <laughs> and see, this is why we learn. <laughs> oh my God, I feel so enlightened already. <laughs> um, um, so you want my credentials? I want your So we're going to talk yeah. about like LGBT okay. and politics. And yeah. like, why so, did I talk to you? Yeah, I'm a gay. Um, uh, I have been gay for as long as I can remember. Okay. Did pretend to be a straight for a bit. Mm. Um, but I, uh, um, uh, hmm. Another podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> you can do that. We can do that on what on politics nights edition. Oh my God. Yes, please. It's our sultry, sexy totes, sister podcast. Totes fun. Yeah. Um, uh, make that a thing our, as well as Pope watch. Our sexy sister podcast. <laughs> yes. Can we put Pope watch on our sexy sister? Po- I'm just going to stop saying uh, sexy sister. That's ridiculous. <laughs> It's a sister pod. Oh God! But anyway, a sexy sister podcast. Yeah. Uh, so I am. Uh, I guess primarily my output is as a YouTuber. I mm-hmm. do LGBTQ plus commentary and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and like I uh, do queer stuff in general <laughs> as things. <laughs> I don't know. Like I I'm, do I'm a queer media person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also do politics and. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no you mentioned things. your podcast, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, so you say you do, um, like, on your YouTube channel, what would be like topics of discussion that you would hit on frequently and- uh, so I uh, recently did a it's not recently it was last year I did a docu- mini documentary about LGBT gun use um, right. and the rise of gun use in America after the pulse shooting Right. Uh, so gun ownership increased by 300% I was like oh why was that I got it's to talk to the number. NRA wow, and some uh, oh, like lovely they're very polite people surprise mm-hmm. surprise oh, uh, that's why, so th- is that why you have that gun Yes, yeah. You just actually, keep flashing it every so often it. Yeah, in a threatening yeah, yeah. manner. Well, it's just to remind you who's like, <laughs> keep who's boss it. today. I'm going right? to add a gun cocking sound effects just, so, just to add further weight. <laughs> oh my God, please. Um, uh, uh, or you oh, Jesus, it just went off. <laughs> Put that away. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes I misfire. Um, uh, but I, uh, I'm currently also working on a documentary about LGBT refugees. Oh, wow. Um, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. 
God. Did you not know that? No, I didn't know no. that. Okay, that's what I'm working on at the moment. That's my thing. Oh my God, when did you tell me? Um, well, I have now. Oh, on air. Oh, yeah. Um, that's amazing. Uh, when is that coming out? Uh, October, hopefully. Oh, wow. Don't watch Soon this enough. for maybe later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll plug it on the show when it does. Yeah, excellent. Thanks. Very sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's what I do. I, I um, tell stories about gay people and LGBTQ people uh, for my living. Cool. Well, then you seem like the perfect person to talk to about I this. I know, right? Now mm-hmm. watch me fail. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll fail together. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I thought we could break this section down <laughs> into three discrete mm-hmm. sections. Now, my, if my favorite childhood books have taught me anything is that information is easier to absorb when it's in rhyming form. So we're going to go with representation, uh-huh. discrimination, uh-huh. legislation, uh-huh. distillation. That's four things. Infiltration. That's five. A large train station <laughs> and my PlayStation. <laughs> so you pick your favorite three. <laughs> PlayStation is at the top. <laughs> What's the best gay video game? Is there much... Gay representation of video games? I play games? a lot of Overwatch. Yes, And yes. there's a couple of queer characters in that. And Tracer is, character. I believe. Tracer is a, a canon lesbian lady. Yeah. Um, uh, and then also people <laughs> people think that um, Bastion is non-binary as well. They've kind of projected that onto Bastion him. Bastion is a, a robot. robot, yes. Yeah. So it's technically non-binary anyway. But. I think by definition, robots will be binary. Just... Oh. <laughs> Oh, that was a transcendent joke. Wasn't well it? done. Oh my God. Transcendent sexuality, programming. <laughs> okay, don't get too keen. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a career defining joke. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's a free podcast, for God's sake. You get what you pay for. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to do discrimination, or sorry, representation, discrimination, and legislation. Mm. Uh, but before we do that, I wanted to start with just like definitions because it's hard to talk about something without being able to define it accurately mm. and going from there. So there's LGBT, which is probably what this episode is titled as, I mm-hmm. assume, but that might evolve based on what we, talk, we mm-hmm. talk about here. Can I ask why you chose LGBT? Uh, it seemed to be, um, and again, please correct me on this because mm-hmm. you would be far more of an expert on me than this, but there's there's all sorts. There's like LGBT, LGBTQ, LGBTQIA, uh-huh. LGBTQIA+. Plus. Like there's, it kind of goes yeah. on and on. Um, but a couple of arguments I found for this, for sticking to LGBT is that it's not just about what those four, what the, that acronym represents in its four letters. It's about the movement as a whole, right? And the, mm-hmm. the sense of progression as a whole that's summed up by LGBT. And mm. then to get into all of the mm. kind of different strata, the micro levels within, yeah. it kind of becomes, you're muddying the water, it gets hard, harder to talk about. Can we not just simplify it and make it this yeah. LGBT more simple, eloquent thing yeah, and put everything under that and let's just all move ahead together. Is that the right way of looking at it? So let me tell you why you're wrong. Um, (laughs) So I tend not to use LGBT alone unless I'm doing like search engine optimization stuff in like the tags of videos or Mm -hmm. in titles of videos and stuff Um, because it is uh, not an inclusive term. So LGBT stands for lesbian, gay, bi, and transgender. Right. And that excludes an awful lot of people with other kinds of identities that fall under the non-heterosexual, non-cisgender umbrella. Right. Shall I break down heterosexual and cisgender? 
Uh, you can if you want, if you feel like it, the next few yeah, points you're so going to Yeah, so heterosexual is um, uh, uh, men who are attracted to women, women who are attracted to men. Um, uh, Richie, hey. Hi. Carried carrying hetero. <laughs> Damn. How's it um, going? Uh, <laughs> makes the marriage harder, but <laughs> not impossible. That we can, or our love can overcome anything. Um, the one that a lot of people have uh, are confused about sometimes because it's a relatively new term in mm. um, common parlance, but is cis, cis or cisgender. Right. So um, that basically linguistically means the opposite of trans. Right. So trans means to cross over to mm. another gender. Cis is to stay on the same side of your gender. So it's right. to be born in the uh the same sex that is that aligns with your gender identity. Okay. Which is, to be fair, the vast majority of us. And mm -hmm. so most of us have never had to think about what that means for us. Mm -hmm. Um but there are lots of people who do not fit into heterosexual uh, cisgender or LGBT, such as gender fluid people, uh, non-binary people, um, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, mm -hmm. um, uh, who are then excluded from like both of these groups. So I like to use LGBT plus or LGBTQ plus. Okay. Um, and so Q, when I use it, means um, queer. Right. And so queer is kind of like a reclaimed term that means, uh, is kind of like the umbrella term for anybody who is not um, cishet right. or cisgender and, and heterosexual mm -hmm. uh, and then the plus is like just to be sure everybody else right? because okay. there are some people That's who nice are uncomfortable with queer yeah. um, uh, because it's a reclaimed term especially yeah. older members of the LGBTQ plus community sure. um, but that's the one I use but lots of people use different variations of it right? Um, and they're all fine mm -hmm. <laughs> but you just said I was wrong so. yeah no, that was that was <laughs> yeah. for good radio yeah <laughs> suspense the drama the conflict will they get married no, but, I don't know but but like lots of people use different variations of yeah. like that to describe the community but like your, your logic is solid that yeah. sounds good yeah, it's yeah. like a nice open-ended way of including mm -hmm. including everyone which and often like people the, will just use queer when they also want their gender or their sexuality to be ambiguous right okay. um, uh, because they maybe haven't decided uh, or they don't intend to decide on what kind of bucket for, to put themselves in. Perfect. So speaking of inclusion, let's get on to our first and our beautiful <laughs> inclusive rhyme. Your segues are, are tentative at best. They're, they're, they're segues <laughs> at best. <Yeah. laughs> they're, uh, representation. Mm. Okay. So I thought a good way to start would be to kind of get a pulse check on just like the landscape of LGBT plus mm. learning. Uh, representation. Oh, I'm so proud. I know, right? <laughs> oh, the gun went off again. <laughs> yeah, the, just the landscape of LGBT plus representation in, as it pertains to politics right now. Mm. Um, and I thought, and again, feel free to deviate from this or or um, correct me, but I thought for now at least it'd be worth focusing on um, representative like Western democracies. Because I, feel I mean, yeah, because that's where we're from. That's where we're from. That's what we know. I can some. I can dip into a little bit of East Asia as well. If we, you could, like. we could, but if you it's, know, a, it's, like it's a little bit of a dabble. I think we could get you back for another episode when Steve's here, and we could talk about Great. those things. Like, because cool. I do feel it'd be a disservice to cut those particular uh, perspectives short mm -hmm. for the mm -hmm. sake of you know a short episode. Which, looking at the timer on this, is not going to yeah, be. Yeah, no, you're, this is either going to be very long, or you're going to have to do a lot of editing. Yeah. and I'm not sorry. <laughs> Great. Okay, so representation. Do you want to give me a run through of, of the landscape as it currently stands? Right, so um, at the moment, the UK is actually the gayest or the queerest parliament um, in the world. What? Which is really fun. Yeah. Really? So, yeah, we have um, the most by number and most by um, percentage as well. So we have 45 MPs, uh, which makes up about 7% of parliament. Mm -hmm. That actually corresponds 
perfectly with the national... estimations of the number of people who um, uh, identify as non cishet. Right. Um, so anybody under the LGBTQ plus banner. And also this tends to be kind of like distributed pretty evenly across the party. So conservatives have uh, 19, which is 6%. Uh, Labour have 7 which is also 19. Mm-hmm. Um, the SNP is a really gay party. They have 20, <laughs> 20% of their um, uh, members of parliament uh, identify as LGBTQ. In terms of kind of like this representation, that also corresponds to uh, like the LGBT index, which is uh, published by the ILGA, who are a LGBT uh, advocacy group. Um, the UK has been the top of that before. So across t- the tell us a little bit more about the index. Uh, like what's what its goals? So it are takes and- into kind of like legislative protections, cultural um, uh, aspects, cultural um, inputs, and stuff like that, and experiences of being LGBT in countries. They the one I'm talking about is the European one, but mm-hmm. they also do a global index. Okay, um, how often are these done? Uh, <laughs> they did one last year. Sometimes they, they did They're one last some. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, so sorry. It's done. It's not. It's not just like a once-off thing that's mm-hmm. done. It has mm-hmm. some sort of cadence to yeah. it that people can use to track the yeah. Div- yeah, yeah, evolution. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so the UK tends to do really well at that. We were we were number one, and now I think we're fourth, despite the whole Northern Ireland thing. Um, <laughs> but actually, Scotland is the best place in the world, apparently, to be an, an LGBTQ plus person, because they uh, are... In, ge- in general, sorry? Or is- over, so overall, when you consider all of those cultural, all of those legislative factors, really? they get a, a 92% rating which is the highest in the world wow. mm-hmm. and well, then malta where? also oddly really I'm, good. I'm going to malta uh like a little over a week ah Should maybe I, we could go you, on our honeymoon my girlfriend <laughs> you said would it. be i don't she know how she'd feel i don't know how she'd feel she'd be into it i'm we sure ask her yeah I, I don't know um uh, but yeah that's like my expertise i know about the uk mm-hmm. um uh, uh and it, it's kind of a bit of a weird thing because we have a lot of this legislation um, uh, that is incredibly positive in the UK. We recently had the uh, 100,000 person survey, the LGBT survey, the mm. largest survey of LGBTQ plus people that has ever been done in the world, in any nation. Wow. Um, uh, that recently had its results, results published. And so we have all... and. As a result of that, they're taking a lot of steps to help with LGBT education in schools, um, or at least they're saying they are. I'm not sure right. how they're going to pay for it, but that's like, you know, fun. But have, um, they, have they established timelines for these things? Or nope. is it just, it's just, okay, great. They're just like, hey, say, here are some things we should probably work on. So, Let's not commit to anything. <laughs> well, they, have they at least given any concrete examples of things they can do, or is it just yeah, education said, in general? Uh, uh, there's a mix of kind of like education. They haven't got any concrete legislation that has been bit through yet. Okay. But they have pledges to say that we are going to increase LGBT sex education. We're going to um, uh, make it easier for trans people to be able to change their gender. Um, They're going to have an inquiry into uh, non-binary gender identities and all of those kinds of things. So all of those are are really positive. Very rarely are those pieces of legislation actually created by LGBTQ plus people in the legislature in parliament um they tend to be advocated for by our cis and straight allies okay um uh, which is kind of like an interesting quirk of the way that lgbt legislation has kind of functioned in the uk at least right but ideally the ultimate goal would be to get enough representation across the board where it's not just relying on- uh, so th- this is the thing that i 
I think it's very difficult. You saw this kind of with Obama. It was mm. very difficult for him to be able to be like an advocate for black and um, uh, like ethnic minorities mm-hmm. as a black president. He had to be a president for everybody. And there's no, there's no coincidence. It's no coincidence that um, Black Lives Matter came to prominence under his presidency because right. he had to kind of like be a president for all rather than like the black people's president because he had to be elected by people. Right, of course. Um, uh, and you kind of see something similar here where LGBT people, I will say, and maybe we'll go into this a little bit later, there's no T. <laughs> like like um, in terms of the legislature, there are no trans people um, uh, uh, in positions of um, power on the national level across the UK. Right. Um, but I think it is less likely for you to be an advocate for that um, group mm-hmm. if you are from that group because it feels I'm not sure what, what tokenistic it feels. or perhaps yeah. yeah and I think a lot of people are and this is just me talking about my feelings <laughs> but I, I think um, a lot of people resent perhaps being the token queer person yeah, yeah. in the room and they're like no I came into politics for I mean, yeah, workers a, rights or yeah. I came into politics to improve women's rights or yeah. kind of like all of I'm that I'm a holistic well-rounded politician yeah and, exactly yeah. I mean there's a precedent for that across you know in, in terms of like mm-hmm. ethnic minorities like you yeah. said like that's that's a documentary and it's thing. one of the problems with having a first past the post system because mm. the even though we have a large number of LGBT and LGB uh, members of parliament I should say mm-hmm. they um, represent, ma- surprise, surprise, majority straight constituencies. And so right. they have to govern for straight people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you end up with more of a list system, it becomes easier for you to represent like the community that you come from. Right. Um, uh, and that's not necessarily possible with the first past the post system that we have in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you have examples, do we have examples of representation in any form leading to good progressive change? Yeah. So there's a lot of academic literature what? So tell me about literature. <laughs> Is this something that? Mm. <laughs> oh, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, the gun again! Jesus! Oh, I finally understand what the gun is in this <laughs> metaphor. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of literature around um, the increased representation of particular minority groups, specifically uh, people of color and women. A lot of this literature comes from the US. That uh, an increase in representation means an increase in legislation regarding that group's rights. And we see that kind of actually amplified with the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. And so there's kind of like, but also this academic, um, Andrew Reynolds from the University of North Carolina, who I've handily written down the name of, um, <laughs> in 2013, he had a paper that came out um, that talked about the familiarity through presence. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't so much, he theorized that it wasn't so much the the people who were holding these positions of power, who were elected to positions of power that were making these changes. But it was the fact that then the legislators who they worked with day in, day out, then had somebody to humanise. Right. And I remember this being the case when we had um, uh, uh, same-sex marriage passed in the UK. Mm-hmm. So many of the... It was actually very emotional, especially when it went through the Lords, because that's where a lot of the older people, yes. the older statesmen and women end up. And a lot of them talked about people they worked with who were like, and now they get to get married. Mm. And that ability to humanise um, and forcing these people from different backgrounds to be in, in the same physical space of a le- legislature, I think is probably the more powerful thing and the more useful thing, because at the end of the day, LGBTQ plus people are always we're always going to be a minority no matter where we are right. um uh, and 
we need advocates in order for us to be able to get in the same rights. Of course. Um, uh, and you end up seeing that through putting people from our community into these positions of power, into these spaces of power, mm-hmm. so that then um, uh, you can just say, oh, them F words down the down panty bar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so do we have then by that same token examples of the opposite happening? Like, So, well, yes. <laughs> like, like where LGBT rights are the worst are places where it is literally illegal. Right. Um, uh, to be gay or to be trans. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and there's not an awful lot of literature to show, uh, academic literature to show kind of like the reverse happening. Mm-hmm. But something that I'm always, I always try to be cognizant of as an activist. <laughs> um, uh, I always try to remember that, that it is, uh, there's always, you're always kind of pushing the envelope when you're talking about civil rights, mm-hmm. no matter whose rights you're talking about. But in the past, we always see when the envelope gets pushed, and then there is a retraction of that envelope and you see some some regression. Um, it is the most recent people who have been granted rights to have them uh, immediately taken away. Right. And who are the most recent people to get rights? It is LGBT people, whether that's um, being able to serve in the military or whether that's um, equal marriage or whether that's um, uh, even cultural things about being able to like hold a partner's hand when mm-hmm. you're walking down the street. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm always cognizant of that. Um, uh, and then there's also kind of like the problematic fact that when you do have advocates in countries like where it is the worst, where the death penalty is still kind of like an option for yeah. um, uh, 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 same-sex sex, uh, you see these advocates come up and then they end up having to leave the country right. because they become too powerful, because they end up being humanized too much in mm-hmm. media. Um, uh, and there ends up being this fear, especially by the uh, people who hold power in those places mm-hmm. to, um, uh, and, and so they end up being hounded out. Mm-hmm. Do you have um, any notable politicians, be they LGB or allies in the sphere who you kind of look to for? Good anecdotes, good stories, good. Uh, so in the UK, Peter Tatchell is kind mm-hmm. of like the gay politician. Right. He never got elected to parliament, but was always like a really big advocate. He tried to do a citizen's arrest of Robert Mugabe what? in the early 2000s and then ended up in hospital and is still kind of quite ill off the back of it. But he was he was like the first, maybe not the first, but one of the first kind of like, I'm a LGBT activist right. to run for parliament. Yeah. Um, uh, and there were examples in like the 70s and 80s of him trying to get seats and the responses, uh, the, the people running against him running really homophobic mm-hmm. uh, campaigns. Um, there's also... I am a really big fan of Ruth Davidson, uh, who is Scotland's resident pregnant lesbian. Um, <laughs> uh, she's the leader of the Conservative Party in yeah. uh, in Scotland and is pregnant and married to an Irish lady, which is very Wait, nice. Why did you gesture at me when you said Irish lady? Because you're, you're, you're an what Irish lady. Me? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but she has been incredibly vocal, especially about um, the fact that Northern Ireland is still the only place to not have yeah. um, uh, same-sex marriage in the whole of the... British Isles, yeah, yeah. Um, which is you know fun, <laughs> so um, fun, so yeah. much fun in this episode. Um, yeah, I think she's uh, she's brilliant. There's also kind of um, in Ireland, there's Fintan Warfield, mm-hmm. um, uh, who's 26 and a senator. Like, yeah, fuck him. I know. Who does he, th- who does he think he <laughs> is? A senator. That's exactly <laughs> literally what? a senator. Yeah, yeah. Um, who also uh, uh, your Senate system is 
complicated. Yeah, I don't don't even. Don't, yeah, don't. so he was like he's he but he's he's been an advocate and an activist about for LGBT rights mm-hmm. and for young people for a very long time and um has a really handsome headshot on Wikipedia. <laughs> so so I'm a fan of him as well. Nice. He's part of that new wave of young sexy politicians with quiffs, with, with quiffs and sharp jaws and mm. really yeah yeah. It's just it's a lot of them now really. Isn't <laughs> very annoying. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it just the most annoying? Mm. I will say there's something that's quite interesting. About the UK, I'm sorry, we're very UK focused, but it's me. That's true. Um, uh, but something that's interesting that kind of bucks the trend across the world is that our Conservative Party tends to have really good representation and actually has a very good kind of like track record when it comes to LGBT rights and pushing for LGBT rights. Mm. That mainly comes from is the that fact relative to the fact as a Conservative Party or so relative to other parties in general. In so relative to other parties that are that occupy the centre right, okay. very rarely do the these kind of like legislative and social changes happen under centre right right wing governments, right. and actually that's it's kind of been the opposite. Here. That's not to say that the Conservatives have a huge problem with homophobia. The majority of MPs voted against um, same sex marriage when it was legislated mm-hmm. for, but um, there is a large number. I, I mean, like I said, like six percent of their MPs are um, LGB and. They have actually the the leaders in the party have decided to push for pro LGBT rights, and I think that that is something that should be Applauded, commented yeah, on. Yeah, absolutely. Well done, Tories. Now stop Brexit. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, I won't applaud Tories. If that's okay with you, I'll, I'll well, reserve you're not the. Fr- <laughs> you don't think Margaret uh, Thatcher was next, great? That's the next rhyme. Uh, discrimination. The fun one. Oh, we fixed it. It's fine. Oh, we fixed it. Yeah. Okay, okay then no, I'll cross that matter. one out and we'll go back to PlayStation or large, <laughs> or large train station, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, discrimination. So uh, this is a fun question to ask you, but current examples of discrimination and we can go legislative or cultural, depending on what you think paints a worse picture. <laughs> a more holistic picture. But again, landscape. Um, it still ain't easy. No. Um, so, like on a personal level, whenever I am coded as queer in a public space, even in somewhere like London, I will get abuse. And mm-hmm. that's just normal. And I have to be okay with that because that is the world I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say okay, I don't mean just roll over and deal with it, but I mean report all of those as hate crimes. And then, right, yeah. And, and then just move on with my life. But right. that is, this was something that came out of the LGBT survey that was published in July um, uh, by by the UK government was that, I can't remember how, what the number was, but it was a large portion of um, uh, of same-sex couples had uh, experienced like like a majority had experienced direct discrimination on the street and experienced it on a regular basis. Mm. A third of same sex couples are scared to hold one another's hand. That was heartbreaking. So so speaking as as, as somebody who's been in the couples of the same sex, mm. um, uh, I didn't know that you didn't know this. <laughs> like right. I thought that people no, I, 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 knew that it was. I think people knew, but it's when you see. A, such a substantial number. It's terrifying every time I do it. Yeah. And I hate that it's terrifying every time I do it because I know in most cases it's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's, it's still you know, like, because I, we all grew up in a, in a homophobic world, no right. matter where we grew up, even if you're in bloody Norway. Absolutely. Um, uh, but, we grew up with homophobic ideals and a lot of that homophobia gets internalised mm. and ends up that's where I think an awful lot of the damage does end up happening mm. is by uh, queer people who have kind of had to build up these defences that make us scared to be like 
public and show displays of any kind of affection in public. Yeah. Whether you're um, in the, you know, the countryside or even Shoreditch in yeah, London. No, because yeah. it all gets internalised to some degree. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, there is a lot of, uh, especially in kind of like Western Europe, a lot of the legislation has caught up and is protective of um, LGBT people when it comes to uh, like housing and access to um, services and all of that kind of stuff. Um, where there are downfalls is in the actual, like who ends up uh, enforcing those laws. Mm. And it can be, depending on how devolved certain services are, like uh, police or social care and things like that, it can differ hugely from region to region, whether that be countries across the EU or or even um, regions in the UK, for example. Yeah. Um, even states in America, like there's huge, oh, dispar- yeah. huge I mean, disparity there. I mean, yeah, the, the states is just insane you yeah. can be um everybody can get married but you can get fired for getting married yeah exactly yeah. Like, it's crazy yeah. um so it's still it's still patchy but the cultural trend in western democracies right. that we're, that's that's where we're focusing yeah. um uh, it is in a positive direction yeah. in general right i think that there is often especially in kind of like middle class more educated gay male circles to think that oh we've got the marriage it's fine now um uh, whereas an awful lot of um uh, legislation that still needs to be passed surrounds like our uh trans um siblings and it surrounds stuff like education that would have been this is a perfect segue handy let's move into the final in our rhymes ah playstations legislation yeah Uh, you're talking about of uh, uh areas that are that have, have yet to be explored or mm. have yet to be implemented. Uh, so can we elaborate on those then a little bit? Um, I, think you're already, I think you're already doing it before yeah, I interrupted, interrupted you with my segue, <laughs> no, which is the I opposite mean, of what segue well, should do. No, you round me up and then you pointed me in the direction of queer things and I will talk forever and I'm very sorry. That's, no, that's fine. That's fine. A <laughs> um, uh, thing that I'm, uh, I'm really passionate about is uh, LGBT sex education. Right. Um, and education about gender mm-hmm. um, and education about stuff like pronouns, which a lot of cishet people roll their eyes at, yeah. but it is a really important thing. I I grew up with no sex education that was relevant to me. Right. Of course. Um, and went into gay sex blind. All I knew is L- that literally? I might... Ca- <laughs> <laughs> nearly. <Is> that- <laughs> I don't know. I'm not here to judge. That could be fun. I, can- I mean... Nowadays, every now and again. Uh, no, sorry, I did not mean to no. lessen a very uh, poignant personal anecdote. Uh, by, but go um, on, sorry, you went into. But the only thing I knew about gay sex is that I could get AIDS. Like that was oh, literally Jazza. all I left school with. Jazza. Yeah. Oh my god, that's. Regret making my joke now. <laughs> even even, yeah, even okay. though it was a very good joke, it was a really great joke. No, it's okay. I'll give you permission, I guess, on behalf of the yes! queer, on behalf of the queer council, you are absconded of your crime. Absconded is, is that the word? Don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, does this future proof me for further jokes? No. Okay. No. Let's good to clear. know. Uh, sorry. Anyway, continue. Uh, trans people continue to have the worst time, <laughs> like yeah. ever. Uh, they have. Um, uh, really low life expectancy rates, even in Western developed democracies. Yeah. Um, they are more likely to commit suicide. They are more likely to um, uh, uh, be on the streets, to be homeless, to um, have drug problems. Um, and there's so little education about how to 
deal with um, having a colleague, for example, who is trans? How do you, as a small business, for example, how do you deal with somebody who's going through a transition? There's no like kind of like literature about that that is disseminated or is there to help Not people. Not at all. Not at all. Um, and so that's kind of like the thing in terms of like domestic stuff within like the likes of um, uh, like France and Spain and Ireland and stuff that still needs to be worked on. And mm-hmm. then there's the way that we deal with, um, I said I'm making a documentary about um, yes, refugees. Yeah. That's something that I'm really passionate about as well. And that I, is so often not something that we even register um, because the way that we deal with refugees is not a vote winner because refugees don't don't vote. vote. Yeah, this is ubiquitous across across yeah. the board. Uh, yeah, we no, have it's, on refugees, it's and it's um, yeah. So um, we have a similar problem uh, across the EU that there's just really patchy legislation and guidelines about how to deal with people who are fleeing countries with refu- uh, um, with LGBT status. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, did I see you tweet a statistic about the uh, suicide rate of LGBTQ plus people? In like the likes of direct provision camps and just within the refugee community as a whole, mm-hmm. like it's staggering. Yeah, I, I don't remember what it is offhand. I can't but, remember what it is. So, I, I remember my head either. Yeah, like almost spitting out my coffee kind of moment. I think it was today. Yeah, it's crazy. So, so in the UK, seventy six percent of people are rejected um, for uh, asylum claims based on the fact that they haven't provided enough evidence that they are gay or oh. trans. Um, uh, or by even right. Um, uh, and then eight. So eighty six percent of those who are rejected are rejected because they don't have enough evidence, and mm-hmm. the rest are kind of like we think you're lying. And I'm yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. the most embarrassing thing, especially about the UK, is that the places that we receive the most applicants are places that have anti buggery laws and often death penalties. That were initially legislated for by oh oh place your bets everybody the British Empire. <laughs> so it's basic. So we get the majority of our um, uh, uh, asylum applications from the likes of Nigeria, Uganda, um, places that we own. Yeah, owned. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my inner oh, colonialist oh, uh, came out. <laughs> it's showing. I, um, could, I could edit that. Age. <laughs> I could, but you know what? The, the Irish part of me, which is to say, all of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it's just gonna leave that one in it's okay Brexit means Brexit and we're going to make a success of it oh amazing wait, ca- cannot wait <laughs> um, uh, but yeah that's kind of one of the most embarrassing things India where there are still prison, there's still potential for prison sentence for quote unquote buggery yeah. um, is because of us because yeah. we were Victorian and didn't want uh, the gays, or for women to show their ankles. So, God, fun he- times. Heaven forbid. Sorry, just going to bless myself. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I just thought of a woman's ankle. I, just, okay, I thought I'd have to do it again now. I have to say so many sorry. rosaries when you leave. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so the, these are the areas where we still need the most change. And I our, think so. Yeah. There's probably others that I've missed. No, but... absolutely. But I, I, again, I mean, it's definitely worth focus, focusing on those. I think there is kind of still a fallacy that Oh, marriage was the last thing. Yeah, the final bastion. <laughs> and of, it of, really, yeah. it was one of the most basic rights that, along with kind of like like serving in the military, were kind of like the first baseline of like, oh, treat us as human beings still. Yes, yeah. Um, and then there are still huge numbers where the most vulnerable people in my community mm. are hugely affected. Mm. And it's up to people like me who have a lot more privilege and a lot more visibility right. in the LGBTQ plus community sure. to advocate for those people who are like most 
affected by it because somebody decided that trans people and gay men have something in common and so we're the same community <laughs> that's problematic now yeah, right, um, right, right, we ended right. up in the same in the same category mm. and i'm 100% okay with making sure that they are lifted up along with the rights that we're getting as a as absolutely. a community as well absolutely and i am glad and i'm sure everyone is glad that you're doing just oh, that hang on, that's I all know. i wanted and if there's, any, and if there's <laughs> anyone who's not glad there's anyone who's not glad Buy merch. What? <laughs> if anyone's not glad, buy merch. Give us money. Okay. No? We don't have we need to get on merch first of all. Do you all. not have merch? No. Even we have mugs. You have mugs? Yeah. Shit. We're playing electric picnic. Steve had the idea we should do a uh, WAP branded wellies. WAP wellies. Oh no, I like that. We can call them Wappies. We can call them Wappies. 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 Get your Wappies. Mm-hmm. Wappy Chappies. Very good. I think I think that's it. I think we talked about everything there is to talk about. Did we? Sorry, I, t- I talked at you for no, a no, 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 no. This, is that how it's meant to be? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it's meant to be. I that's remember you I like talking it. more with Steve. Uh, no, <laughs> you'd be surprised. No, that was false. Yeah, you'd be surprised. <laughs> it depends on how much we've been drinking. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, you, I had a beer before I came. Oh, did you? Yeah, I had a beer and you a salad. You said you had a salad. Oh, you had a beer and a salad. I had a beer and a salad. Well, they cancelled each other out. So no, I think it just means that I absorb more alcohol. Oh, I see. That explains quicker. so much. Uh, Jazza, where can people find you? Um, Sounds so ominous. I found the that. back of the bike way. sheds. Uh, no, <laughs> um, which bike sheds? People are just going to be going to every bike every shed looking bike for you. Shed. Um, walking up the aisle with Richie in <laughs> next spring. We're going to have a May wedding. No, um, uh, you can find me if you, if I haven't bored you to death. You can find me at Jazza John on everything. Mm-hmm. Just search for Jazza John on YouTube. You are Jazza John. So. I thought it was rhyming with... I am rhyming with oranges is like the old URL, but I'm the only Jazza John. If you type in Jazza, there's uh, an Australian guy who does drawing tutorials, um, whose real name is Josiah, and he was once in London, and I uh, tweeted him aggressively to be like, there can only be one Jazza! And then he apologised and then left. Why did I get him up? He seems lovely. He he's much nicer than me. He okay. just kind of goes like quirky. We'll, we'll get him in for the part two. Hopefully, yeah. he'll know something yeah, yeah, yeah. about LGBTQ plus issues. Yeah, uh, Jazza, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank this, you. This has been lovely. This Where can people absolute... find you? Uh, they, oh, yes, a good. Co- oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Steve is at home listening to this shouting, shouting <laughs> that I haven't actually plugged there. We are what on politics on. Uh, Twitter, mm. on email, ah. whatampolitics.com, oh. or on Spotify. What's the email? Is it whatampolitics at whatampolitics.com? No, whatampolitics at gmail. That's the oh, gmail. Yeah. mail. We have a little a little voice recording software on our website, <laughs> so you want to leave a little voice message. Someone did that. I don't. I haven't, uh, I won't be adding it to this episode, but I'll be adding it to a future episode where it's more relevant to the subject matter. But someone left us a, a lovely message um, informing us on, I can't remember the topic right now, very bad at this but yeah. anyway there's, there's, if you go onto whatonpolitics.com uh, there is a little microphone leave a voicemail you can, yeah you can leave a voicemail I can, I can show you how to do it it's super yeah. easy it's super easy and you can easily just chop it into whatever recording you're doing hot pod tips from your friend Richie <laughs> thanks um, so this whole marriage thing yeah okay my girlfriend's downstairs so I think we're going to need to go down and talk to her as a, as a unit and see uh-huh. what she thinks uh huh I'm into polygamy <laughs> well I'm not sure the law is into it but you know yeah. Um, no, it's not. I think, I think we can make this work. I mean, don't you promise? <laughs> don't you promise me what oh you God, can deliver? <laughs> oh, the gun is my penis. <laughs> I get it. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.